Guys, I've got an important announcement to make this week. Uh oh. I'm ready. We I'm are now exclusively a Spotify podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I know wow. you can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> frankly, I don't believe it either. And that's because it's not true. Oh, okay. I don't even know if we're on Spotify at all. Are we? That thing? It's a great question. I thought so. I thought it was funny. Can Lex legally talk about this? Yeah, I can legally talk about it. I'm just not gonna. Okay. <laughs> right, cool. <time>. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with Marco Arment's tweet on this subject matter today as we record. It's news as we're recording. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, you and Marco <laughs> disagree on something podcast related? That seems <laughs> impossible. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, he wrote, and I'm not quoting this directly because I don't have it in front of me, but he wrote something like, fuck Spotify and fuck anybody calling a thing that's limited to one app a podcast. I mean, podcast means whatever popular culture says it means, right? That's just descriptive language. I believe right you mean, there. I believe you mean netcast. I was going to say. <laughs> More, I think that Spotify is trying to make Rogan be their Howard Stern. Right? Here's the guy that's going to make you sign up for Spotify. And they're not even saying you have to pay to listen to Rogan. What's bizarre to me about all of this um, is that they're saying, yeah, and you can't even listen to Rogan on Spotify yet. They're saying, come September 1st, we'll listen to him, and then come some later date, he'll be exclusively here. I think it's the end why of the not year make him available yeah. to listen there now? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, why, all you have to do is to put the feeds in, right? Like, presumably not hard. I don't know. I mean, I agree with Marco. How do podcasts work, Dan? I don't know. I, I need. <laughs> I'm a novice here myself. It, uh, it's I virtually I mean, impossible to figure out. I don't fundamentally disagree with with Marco's idea of podcasts being open. Like you know, I, I I agree with you, Lex, that like podcast is just whatever you know the the culture decides that it means. But I don't. It's a thing you listen to on your iPod. Yeah, right. Like I mean, it's about a delivery <laughs> system more than anything. But I don't think. It, I mean, you know, Marco's got his own vested interest. He makes a podcast listening app, right? Like, and he can't get the shows that are exclusive to Spotify, which it's his business too right and like he's got a vested interest in the nature of podcasts being what they are but at the same time i don't think that spotify's move is you know it's great for them probably uh maybe it's good for joe rogan but it's not really great for everyone else and we've seen other media go in this direction right with like you know essentially things like rss feeds getting supplanted by twitter and social media applications stuff like that is it good is it bad it's kind of hard to say right (laughs) i mean maybe there's bad things about Uh, it let me just say i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna listen to joe rogan anyway so hard to say yeah this this is not exactly crushing me i haven't listened to joe rogan since i watched an episode of news radio is all i'm saying yeah I, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not saying that Marco is, is wrong to have angst <laughs> um, because if Spotify wins with this strategy, if people say, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to go to Spotify uh, and listen to podcasts there, like that, that does raise questions about what does it mean uh, to listen to podcasts? Because if, if, and when Spotify lands a show exclusive to their platform that you like, now you have to listen in two apps. If you're an overcast or an Apple podcast listener, or you have to just give up and use Spotify for all your listening. And I get that that's a, a real concern to somebody who makes a podcast app. No question. And I'm not throwing any shade. He's hundred percent right. But on the flip side, I don't think so far, no podcasts I love are there, right? And mm-hmm. I haven't saw, I used to work for a company that had a premium podcast play, and there's Luminary, there's Stitcher Premium, there's whatever the hell Spotify is doing. And 
there are no must-listen shows on that platform. And I'm not throwing shade at my ex-employer either, but there's there's no shows that have captured the cultural zeitgeist of like you must listen to, you know, yeah. whatever the hell, to Trevor Noah on Luminary. Like nobody's at that point right now. I think if they get to that point, then don't think of it as a podcast competition. Think of it as well. There, there's that is exactly what Netflix is, or what you know, YouTube Premium is, or whatever. Like there, there there's prior art to say. Like here's the thing, and I, it's not like you can call what airs on broadcast television a show, and what airs on Netflix a uh, schmo. Like it's the same fucking thing. It's a show. <laughs> like I, I, dumb. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I mean, I think I think what's interesting is from the perspective of how it changes the market and the business, right? Like, cause if Spotify does this and as you said, has a lot of success with it, do other companies follow suit, right? Like in the big companies, that's the question is you get like Apple, right? Like Apple is, is currently the 800 pound gorilla in this market because they have the biggest directory. And if they decide, well, you know, we've got the biggest directory, but also we're going to have a bunch of our own exclusive stuff. And it's going to be a subscription service, whatever. And like, does that start fundamentally changing all of this into like essentially a bunch of audio streaming services? The same thing that we have with video now, which is you can watch stuff. There's a bunch of different services and you pay monthly fees and you decide which ones you watch and which ones you don't want to watch. But like, there's really no way of getting everything in one place. And with podcasts right now, you actually have that. But the flip side of that is in most of those cases, it's a lot harder to make money, right? Like paywalls are for better or worse, the way that a lot of content is monetized right? It's either advertising or it's pay to play. And there isn't a good mechanism on the open podcast market to make something like that, unless you're talking about membership support, which is a whole different kettle of fish because that doesn't... By the way, Dan, I'm proud to announce today that we're... <laughs> yeah. We're launching our new launching Rebound membership, tier. membership program. For $5 <laughs> a month, you get absolutely nothing. But anyway, I think what you're saying is that I should stop I should stop burning these 20s, is what you're saying. I mean, you should put them in an envelope and mail them to me, and I'll burn them for you. <laughs> oh, an envelope. Hmm. <laughs> a $20 envelope. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm not particularly worried about this example, but at the same time, it's the trend, right? That's the question here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it gains traction and it, becomes the, if it does become the point where somebody starts conglomerating most of the content and does get to the point where there are shows that are must listen and there are only on a particular platform. It's going to be, I think that's sad. I think it's unfortunate. Um, but I'm torn on that. It is, it is a, it is a reality of economics. Right. Like, I mean, I'm, to me, it's not sad as much as it's an annoyance <laughs> or a disappointment, well, yeah. but maybe that's, that's the, because like, is, I, have I to think sign sad for, and annoying, annoying are the flip sides of the same coin. That's, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying like, you know, like it's annoying to me that I have to have a Disney plus and Netflix and, and I'm using need loosely here and a Hulu subscription and an Amazon prime subscription, but like their shows on watching all of them. I, I finally gave in and watched homecoming. <laughs> From the Gimlet podcast, only on Spotify. It's actually not only on Spotify, but it's owned by Spotify now. Um, but like, it, to me, it's it's much more akin to that. It doesn't destroy free podcasting, and there can still be great, incredible free podcasts. It's just a question of like, if there's a show that you want to listen to, you have to pay for. Then it's a show you want to listen to, you got to pay for it. Right. I mean, and people should get paid for making their content. No argument there. But it's yeah. I think it's. I think it's frankly. You know, the the more we talk about this, the more I think it's only a matter of time before we're in that situation. I mean, the streaming markets, I think, are a great example of the way that's gone. That said, at the same time, the flip side of that, which is interesting to consider, is the streaming music market, right? Because the streaming music market 
has essentially become you can get all the stuff you want to get, but you can get it at any of these places. And it's not all, right? But it's like it's pretty it's, close. It's like 90 plus percent of the yeah. song. Like, you know, when people are releasing songs, they rarely release them exclusively to one service or another service. They release them on all the services. Which I don't know if that says something about how the music industry just had to deal with all of this much earlier uh, than any of these other mediums, or if the music industry just has better leverage. Um, I, I have no idea, right? Like, but if this were a world where you could only get, you know, every label had its own service and you had to sign up for the label in order to get the artists that were on that label, uh, man, that'd be pretty different, right? Because I think most right now, most people don't even know. What's the label that uh, that band that you just started listening to? Like, what label are they on? I don't think anybody has that association. And I think they have stronger associations with things like podcast networks or streaming things, right? Like, oh, that's a Netflix show, or that's an Amazon show, or that's an NBC show, or that's an HBO show, right? Like, there's actually a brand and identity around those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird that those two things are polar differences, and I, I don't know why that's so different. I, I do speculate it has something to do with you know music having to go through all this you know fifteen years ago instead of five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, well, I appreciate what Dan's saying because Dan's saying in part, and I don't appreciate molds. No, but like Dan's saying, like uh, you think this is inevitably where it's going. Like I. I I don't understand exactly what there is to be angry about here, uh, unless you make a podcast app, right? Because, yeah. like, okay, it's the you have to use that app to listen to that show, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I well, to me, get, it's, it's. I feel like it comes back I around. I, I don't. I don't. It's the like you said. It's annoying to get t- have to get content from particular places where you have to set up another account you have to log in you have to pay a fee every month and then you have to like with the same thing with stream streaming television services right now i have to manage a whole bunch of different services based on the shows that i want to watch it again and that's a fair annoyance although spotify's thing is free like they're they're making that they're saying at least that show will be available to listen to for free. So you don't have to pay them a monthly fee. You just have to sign up for free. It Spotify does have ads though. Yeah. If it's free. yeah, but so what? This, every this other show, this show sometimes has ads. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it's but it's 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 like Spotify ads where it's a little more. I find those more intrusive in the times I've yeah. used their free yeah. service. Right. But whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not that's neither here nor there. You could you could deal with that in one way or another. I right. I mean I think right. it's also akin there. I think you see interesting um, comparisons versus something like Twitter. Um, where third-party apps can use the service, they are just treated like shit, right? Like, like you could have, in theory, Spotify could say, well, you know what? We're going to make an API, and we're going to let third-party apps like hook into our account system, right? So if you want to listen in Overcast or Pocket Cast or whatever, like you log in with your Spotify credentials, and it like validates your account, and then you start listening, right? Like They could do that. They won't. And and I think the the example there is like again it was Twitter and stuff like that where it's like well yeah you can make a third party app but like we're not going to give you access to anything that really competes with our app uh, and we're going to slowly remove features over time because we don't give a shit about you um, so yeah I don't know I don't think Spotify has any interest in doing that why would they yeah it doesn't yeah. get them anything and it's it's it puts you know the apples. And I guess to a lesser degree, the Googles of the world in an interesting spot too, because what do they do? <laughs> yeah. They could choose to have their own walled content that you must listen to through their own ecosystems. Or, but they, if they do that, they're going to get the same blowback. Sure. Like Marco will attack Apple as vehemently as he attacks Spotify if Apple does that. I think. And I don't like what I don't know is if 
Would Marco not have an objection if Spotify said the Joe Rogan experience is coming to Spotify and it'll be available free to listen and it'll be the Joe Rogan audio program <laughs> like, as opposed to the Joe Rogan podcast experience? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get that, like, too, right? Because it feels like there is a sense of feeling like the, you know, the corporate, it's like the corporate overlords putting on their their Steve Buscemi outfit and being like, hello, fellow kids, you know, <laughs> like, right. we're into yeah. podcasting. And it's like, <laughs> thanks for just co-opting something that we, you know, we we yeah. built from the ground up, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Yeah, all three of us. We built this podcast from the ground up. I spent all day slaving over the bit mines. Anyway, uh, just so you, John, and you, Dan, and you, dear listener, know, uh, this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Legacy Box. <laughs> For a legacy media forum, the free-to-listen podcast. Legacy Box is a super simple mail-in service that digitally preserves all your home movies and pictures on a thumb drive, DVD, or in the cloud. Are you looking for something fun to do with a family? Why not dig out all your old home movies and photos and relive your glory days? Then you can digitize your precious memories with Legacy Box while singing the song Glory Days. Uh, Dan and I have both done the Legacy Box experience. Uh, I sent in old movies from camp and uh, some old photos. Dan, what did you send in? I sent in some old VHS tapes, uh, including, I, I believe... Um, school play from my elementary school years, as well as uh, film reels that my parents took of like my first birthday way back in the before times. Yeah. What I loved is that I sent in both Hi8 and VHSC tapes, you know, the two competing mini tape formats, and it was their problem to figure out. Uh, you can do it too. Just pack and send your items, and the team will digitize everything by hand. I'm imagining they also use computers. And you'll get back perfectly preserved digital copies on thumb drive, DVD, or in the cloud. And they'll send you regular email updates throughout the process. Legacy Box has helped over 750,000 families digitally preserve their past. To brighten your day, Legacy Box is currently offering an incredible. 40% off by today to take advantage of this exclusive offer and send in your stuff whenever you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound and save 40% while supplies last. That's LegacyBox.com slash rebound to save 40%. Our thanks to Legacy Box for their support of the rebound. Do we want to talk about um, all our, our favorite <laughs> tech prognosticator? <laughs> That's the reason why I was a little late. I was, I was watching what I Oh, I one did not watch vi- it. I read the bullet point summary. It was boy. What did was, I miss? It was something. So John Prosser, who we've mentioned on the show before, who is not my favorite. <laughs> we also mentioned in our group texts, and the listeners don't get to know exactly what those say, but it's fun for me. <laughs> Anyways, he's got a video out this morning where he claims to have the scoop on Apple's uh, AR glasses and... I don't know. I I think he probably has a legit source somewhere, but I think he's extrapolating a lot of this. Is my guess because well, Minchi Kuro said tw- it, they would be twenty twenty two at the earliest, right? Yeah, and he's saying no. I got a break with him. Going to be next year, right? And he, in fact, his Which... his report said they were supposed to ship this year and get they got pushed <laughs> back to next year because of like the hands the people that they wanted to have hands on. And I'm like, I think that is bullshit think that is 100 yeah, percent i think so bullshit. i think so there is too. i would wager there are many other things that apple is more likely to be concentrating on this year and i'm not saying they can't walk and chew gum at the same time but you know if you are considering doing something like a processor transition maybe this isn't also the year to le- like launch an entirely new platform i don't know yeah but i just 
So they, he quoted four ninety nine for a price without prescription lenses. I believe is sort of the rumor that would be extra. Gesture interface would be paired to your iPhone, kind of like the original Apple Watch. A prototype uses lidar and wireless charging. And I saw somebody pointing out, might have been our friend James Thompson, saying, uh, you know, he yeah. also says they can read QR codes, but how do you do that with lidar? Like you with need only, a camera with only lidar yeah. and no camera. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't see any way you could do that with what LiDAR does. Maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe they've come up with something super clever, if that is in fact true, but it sounds unlikely. And I get the point, like, you know, the biggest concern for a lot of people on this thing is going to be if it has a camera in it, right? Because that's kind of what sunk Google, I mean, among other things, what sunk Google Glass was assholes wandering around with cameras on their faces. It also seems like a weird time to start shipping something like that, doesn't it? I mean, it's just... I don't know. I mean, people aren't even out and about that much. Sure. Right now, I mean, and you, now you're going to have like, what are you, you're going to do it around the house? I mean, maybe there's, I don't know. doesn't seem like there's much of an application. So, I mean, not, I yeah. Like I mean, best case scenario, we're a year away. Unless it, unless it uses, unless it uses, <laughs> this is great. It's going to use, <laughs> it's going to use the contact app for, for finding people who have come in contact with people <laughs> with COVID-19. I, you know what? I, and <laughs> you're going to, you're going to look, everyone you look at is going to be highlighted. Exactly. As to what they're <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's that's Their not a level privacy violation of exposure at all. Might be. <laughs> is this person risky to talk to? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh, there's the scary future. That's like a that's a dystopian <laughs> ship right there. Uh, is, is this a product line you get excited about? I don't know. Not really? There's, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, what's the story? Right? Like, yeah. you've given me but that's the, yeah the hardware. I kind of get what this could theoretically do, but what's the compelling use case? Right? What's the killer app? And that I don't. I don't know what that is, right? Like, uh, Apple has spent all this time and energy on building AR up on the iPad and the iPhone, and I think more aimed at developers than aimed at end users, right? Like, there's very little out there that's compelling for end users, especially, like, even the most rich thing there, which is, like, games, right? I don't know anybody who plays AR games for any right. like longevity period I, it's like for me it's it's partially like what are the I, I can i am convinced that if something is against your eyes and it has a cool ar integration that that could be useful no question like there are some cars that i think have some versions of like i don't know heads, like up, heads displays up displays where they yeah. can sort of put the navigation right there in front of you on the road like that's cool great and i actually use google maps's ar <laughs> do you remember being outside and not knowing where you were going that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> but i have used google maps's i don't know if this is everywhere but it's certainly new york city walking directions thing where i can hold up my phone and flash it around the buildings it's like oh you have to turn right here because you know when you're on foot and the gps can't be as precise right. but you show the buildings it's like oh i know where you are and this is where you have to go fantastic sure but like when i I got LASIK because I don't like having to wear glasses all the time. <laughs> right. I do wear contacts now because it didn't last all that long, a decade. Um, I have sunglasses that this would have to work with. And yep. I, I don't know. I'm not worried. People thought that AirPods looked dorky. And then when AirPods, people decided they were cool. And now they look cool. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think if people think this looks dorky and then enough people are wearing them and they think it's cool, then that'll be considered to look cool too. That is not my concern. It's just that I don't want to wear a thing on my face. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I I, that's why I wear contact lenses. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I, as someone who's never had to wear glasses, like it is weird to be in a Shut situation. Up, yeah, never. It's my vision. <laughs> Look at this guy, so blurrily. Good. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like that—that's a hard sell for people who don't wear glasses, right? Like, you know, you yeah. know, the thing you thought you had up on all those other stupid four-eyed nerds. Ha ha! Jokes on you. Now you have to wear glasses too. I, I, and I think you're right about the point about sunglasses is kind of a big deal because if they aren't sunglasses. 
wearing them outside in any sort of sunny situation seems like it's just not going to work very well either, right? Because how do you get the brightness of the display even to a point where it's bright enough so that you can see it, but also not your like, you know, glare from the sun, etc. Like that's an interesting engineering challenge. And moreover, to the bigger point, all of the glasses that we've seen that are like smart glass type things, and there haven't been that many, but all of them have been bulky and crappy, right? Like Apple mm-hmm. is not going to ship something like that. It's going to have to find a way to make them smaller and sleeker and and something that you would want to wear on your face. But what's funny to me about like the prototype picture he had at one point in there was also that I'm like, I think you just took a picture of Tim Cook's glasses. I think that's what you did. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. Well, Tim's been wearing them for months, so. Yeah, it must be. It's going to happen. You know that, right? Like, Tim's going to walk out on stage wearing glasses, and it's going like, it's, it's to be that he's, he's been wearing them. Off and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that that will be how he announces them. <laughs> but I'm, there'll be no one in the audience. That'll be the sad part. It'll can, just be yeah. one Well, they, the, they were augmented, right? Like, so when he takes it off, they all disappear. <laughs> yeah. It looks like there's a roaring appreciative crowd. Yeah. So this is, this, is 20, this is 2020, which is the year for quite some time that everyone said we would have the Apple car by. Oh, yeah. That's right. right. I forgot about that. 2020, also the year of perfect vision. Exactly. Also the year of hindsight. Except it doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> no, none of it works. I have nothing more to say on, on non-existent Apple glasses, but I did buy a new tech gadget over the past week that I was excited to tell you both about. Okay. All right. And I actually really wrestled with whether to get it or not, but I have a couple of ancient Rokus. And one of them, when you launch the Disney Plus app, it's a solid two to three minutes for Disney Plus to load. In its defense, in quotes, Disney Plus didn't even exist as a thing when this Roku launched, but that's terrible. And it shouldn't, they shouldn't even tolerate that that happens. So I decided to replace that set top streaming device. And I was going to just get another Amazon Fire or something because I like the Fire Stick and the Fire TV. Like it works great. Everybody in my family knows how to use it. But then the day I was going to order it, TiVo was like, we have a new streaming stick called the TiVo Stream 4K. And I was looking at it and I thought it looked cool. And then it was, they had it on sale for like, I think 50 bucks uh, at launch. And I was thinking, should I get the thing that I already know and like so that I'm more consistent in the house? Or should I get this new thing because it's shiny and new? And that was an easy choice. (laughs) (laughs) So got the TiVo one. And it's actually pretty great. What I didn't know, only because I didn't pay enough attention, was that it's it's running Android at some level. Mm. And the goofy thing is that it has two different home screens. You can get to the Android TV home screen, or you can use the TiVo home screen. The TiVo stream home screen is really cleverly done where it searches across every app. You don't even have to launch the apps. You just search for the show by name and it'll pull it in and start playing it. It's a little bit like the way the Apple TV app on iOS is supposed to work, if you know what I mean. And the um, Apple TV app on the TV. Right. But I don't have one of those. And But it's it has really, really good voice, whatever, I think powered by Google Assistant. And I've been impressed by all of it. And then if you want to use like Plex, today Plex isn't integrated into, no relation, isn't integrated into the TiVo stream app but you could get to it from the android home screen so if you press a different button on the right you go to the android home screen you can launch the plex app there and so it works for that too but i've been quite impressed it's got a very snappy ui and i think the biggest like the biggest complaint that i think anybody could have about any streaming device is we grew up watching television and television worked instantly even if the show you wanted wasn't on at that time now you can get the show instantly but sometimes the interfaces lag behind if you know what i mean like waiting for your show to load is stupid (laughs) but um I have found this TiVo interface very snappy, impressively snappy. Like it feels close to instant. Interesting. So I wanted to mention it to you. It's pretty neat. 
I like it. All right. I basically am to streaming devices as Dan is to speakers you can talk to. <laughs> and I am to and, and me to old Max. And you oh, to we've Max. all That's got right. our own thing. I used to be the guy who bought a bunch of different streaming sticks, and then I realized they're all pretty much the same at the end of the day. Yes. Yes. And I gave up on it because I was like, Except well, for this new one that, that Lex bought. Yes, which is apparently better. I had a brief moment of panic to, this week about my streaming box because I read a thing where it was like, oh, HBO uh, goes or HBO now is no longer going to work on the second and third generation Apple TVs. I was like, oh, generation Apple TV do I have? <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a fourth generation Apple TV, but that's still uncomfortably close. Yeah. Because uh, like I don't have, I have the non 4K ones, so it's only like two generations ago at this point. But yeah, if they're starting to knock things off the one that's like slightly older than mine, how long how long does mine have left in it? Because I don't want to buy a new Apple TV. I would go to like a Fire Stick or something, frankly, like because I'm not gonna buy buy another hundred fifty dollar piece of hardware. Yeah, I definitely have some TVs. Like I like having it on our main TV, but I have other TVs in the house that I really don't need that for, and um. I think they would probably consider something else the next time I need to buy one. Yeah, I would buy a Roku or a Fire Stick or something. In fact, I have a whole Fire Stick sitting around somewhere, but who knows? Yeah, I think the Apple <laughs> TV is just, it's it's excessive, frankly. Uh, and I keep hearing rumors they're going to, you know, like, redo it. But nothing's come of that. Weirdly, it's Gene Munster's new thing. <laughs> now that they have the streaming service, it seems to make much more sense to have them make one that's cheaper. But, you know, you know, you know Apple. That's why you're on yeah. this podcast. And speaking of that streaming service, did you see the uh, did you see the news about Apple TV's yes. streaming service? The Bloomberg yeah. report that allegedly, apparently, Apple is starting to license or work to license archival movie content and and to build out its library of other stuff, which makes sense as I have to assume we're getting up on the free year for everybody, and there is no reason like I, I don't think right. too many people are going to be willing to keep paying or to start paying a monthly fee for like ten TV shows. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are shows that I've, seen, that I've already seen the ones that I want to see. Right. I mean, there exactly. are shows that I will want to watch the subsequent seasons of, but I will just yeah. turn it off and then turn it back on when those shows come on because yeah. right. I'm definitely not keeping it year round. And it sounds like most of the shows they've made have done fine, but not amazingly. I think the biggest challenge here is lights. And a lot of their new seasons are delayed because like they couldn't right. keep filming um, yeah. what yep. is it, the morning show or whatever and all that. So, yeah. So, but like the, the other elements of that is how do you deal with the fact like what content is out there for them to buy <laughs> because now that these studios have started right like basically being like disney's gonna have all disney stuff peacock's gonna have all the comcast nbc stuff cbs is pulling in their stuff and viacom stuff now like the big libraries are mostly gone i think the biggest one that's kind of floating out there is probably sony slash mgm because yeah. they don't currently have a service but you know, I would be shocked if they weren't considering building one. So whose libraries are they going to acquire? It's not like they're going to acquire like piecemeal stuff from all these other providers because they all want to get their stuff back at this point. So, yeah, I, I think that that strikes me as a too little too late problem for them. So I'm I am super curious to see how that pans out, but I don't feel great about it. <laughs> right. So what do you do? then if you don't get like so the currently the price is what, like five bucks a month, I think. I think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you keep that? Do you lower it? Right. Like do you do you go to like three dollars a month or something? If you feel like well people aren't buying and you know we don't have I think more they content. Keep it free if you buy a new Apple device. That's my that guess. seems yeah yeah. yeah. I mean it, yeah, it also okay. seems keep it also seems like that's a that's an admission of defeat that they will not 
they would not do. Um, I don't think they, oh, really? they would just reduce the the cost of your of their service. I think more likely that they do something that they haven't done yet, which is probably do a bundled thing where you can get mm. like you can get Apple Music and you can get whatever else and you can get these three things and they're all like you know it's all twenty bucks or fifteen bucks or whatever it is together. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you have a spare two hundred fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and I do, uh, you hang on, let me check. You, nope. You turn over those couch cushions. <laughs> You can buy the remaining assets of MoviePass, <laughs> which are up for bankruptcy auction. I thought you didn't get and anything, though. <laughs> you're, like, you're buying debt, I think, right? You're not even buying. You're buying the domain, uh, the multiple domains that they own, and the code, uh, the algorithms. But you are not buying any user data. But it is available, and you can buy it. For a quarter million dollars <laughs> is the lowest bid that they will accept as of June 18th. That's when your bids are due. I'm going to point out that I wasn't even going to pay these guys when they had an active service of things that I might use. <laughs> yeah. So I'm certainly not going to pay for their assets. <laughs> <laughs> Especially right now. Weirdly, you can buy, you can pay a quarter million dollars for this and still not get to go to any movie theaters, <laughs> that's, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. Mm. That sounds like just what I was looking for. How did you know you really shouldn't have? <laughs> yeah. Did we do our picks? Did we zoom by our picks? Whoa, whoa, Lex, whoa. Let's kind of let's kind of jumped up early on the picks. Wait, did I do a pick? Yeah, you did the you did the video streaming thing. Oh, there wasn't Kiva. a pick. I was just sharing a, a product. I think, story. I think that's what a pick <laughs> is. Isn't that, isn't that the definition no, of picks? <laughs> we talk about new hardware that we buy, new nerdy things that we buy, and that's separate from picks. I still get to play in picks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Before we say before we go to picks though, I do want to point out this story that just came across uh, uh, the what's, the transom, the transom, the wire, the wire. This is late breaking news. Uh, I sorry, just this just amused me a lot. There's a Brazilian company which uh, Apple has been in a long running trademark dispute with because they officially they registered the name iPhone in the year 2000, and apparently. They are now have brought this case to the Supreme Federal Court in Brazil. <laughs> and I just. Wow. Wow. You've been sitting on this for 20 years. 20 years. This product's been out there for 13. I feel like at this point you've lost any legal standing you ought to have. <laughs> but you'd think. Good luck to them. <laughs> and now, your <laughs> picks. <laughs> Can you play the Pix theme song first? Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Right, we only have one <laughs> Wait, sound clip. That's not it. We have one that's, sound clip, people. We could not afford another sound clip because we're not on Spotify and we oh, don't have direct okay. member support. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Moltz, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is uh, Vertigo, which is a music streaming <laughs> the experience. app that... <laughs> you ever just really wanted to be dizzy? Yeah, I pick right. Vertigo. <laughs> the movie. Have you guys heard of this guy, Alfred Hitchcock? I think um, he's going places. Yes, it's wow. uh, it. We uh, had a like a Zoom gathering last night, and um, we've been doing this. We do this every week. We used to be, you know, in real live uh, places. Now we can't do that. Um, and we used to be users of. So it's me and some buddies. We would go to a bar and hang out, and we used to use touch tunes um, to play stuff on the jukebox at the bar that we mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. frequent. And we wanted to be able to do that. And we also didn't want to have to set up some sort of streaming service of our own. And we looked around at a whole bunch of different ways to try and do it. And everything seemed too complicated um, or didn't work because we were on different platforms. There's two guys who are on Spotify and two guys who are on Apple Music. 
And we finally, somebody found this um, Vertigo app, which lets you do set up uh, streaming parties. You connect to your either Spotify or Apple Music service to the app. And then you can create a joint playlist and people can add things to the queue and everybody can listen to the same music. And it worked not flawlessly, but it not worked very flawlessly. well. Raves and is it playing it in sync across multiple platforms? Well, it's, like- I mean, I think it's a hard thing to do and like, you know, there were buffering problems and, and, and in, on occasion it would find something that was not in, like it has trouble matching names across the services, I think. And so right. it couldn't find in the, the exact match for something on both services. So in a couple of instances, songs we would be playing for the two Spotify people and not for the two Apple music people, but, getting like a different but by and large, all the music was playing together at the same time. And it was, it was really good. And and the weird the weird thing that makes me uncomfortable about it is it's completely free right now. <laughs> That's, I was just going to ask you what how is this <laughs> exactly the business and model so, is sell to Facebook? <laughs> they do. I mean, they do. You can set up an, an account via email, or you can set up an account. You know, you can do the Facebook thing. I did it. I did it by email, of course. And then it wants you to connect either your contacts or um, your Facebook account. I mm-hmm. didn't do either of those things. We managed to figure out how you could set up. Everybody could set up their own accounts and then send. You just send your what your account name is, and then you can search on the account name and become friends that way, and and you know join the same um, event. But it's like it is a little weird because like right now there's like and I was like, well, maybe there's going to be an ad at some point so I can just pay them something to to remove the ads. I couldn't find anything about that. (laughs) I don't know if they're just hoping to get acquired at some point. That seems probably the most likely thing. It sounds to me like the business model is go the Giphy route. (laughs) So, um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to last, but for right now, it worked really well for what we wanted. That's cool. Yeah. Did we lose Dan, or is he just very? Quiet? No, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm listening intently. He doesn't care. He doesn't uh, like it's, music. It's true. I'm not. I don't <laughs> like music. I was going to ask what the. I was asking asked for some clarifications on picks. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get Guy English on here to? T- oh God, to yeah. Describe the, the system. The, the rating system. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so I was trying to think of anything. I was like, oh, do I have any software like or apps or anything that I've used recently? And it's like I don't really. I I don't install. I try new apps every once in a while, but like very rarely do they stick. Do they end up being coming something that's like part of my workflow or my life? I've got mm-hmm. a I got a new gizmo. I don't know if that's the right word. Even uh, I showed this to Lex already, actually, but I um I bought a green screen <laughs> because I've ended oh, up doing so many Zoom calls, and uh, especially for stuff when like we do our total party kill D and D stuff on the incomparable. Everybody else had cool backgrounds, and the problem is I don't even have like a clean wall behind me because of where my desk is. So I bought uh, Elgato, um, maker of many streaming related things, sells green screens. It took me a long time to get one because they kept being out of stock on their website. Surprise, surprise! But they happened to come back in stock a couple weeks ago, and I snapped one up uh, before they got sold out, and uh, it arrived. It is enormous. <laughs> Because uh, in order for a green screen to work really well, it turns out it has to be both large and close to your camera. Um, so I've been playing around with that a little bit in different apps. I will say Zoom has hands down the best handling of virtual backgrounds of green screening among mm. all the many apps that I've tried, including Skype. Uh, and uh, there's an app called Cam Twist, which I don't know if anybody's used. That's essentially, it's kind of the video equivalent of Loopback, Rogue Amoeba's audio writing tool, but it's for video. Oh, interesting. So you can use like 
if you want to apply filters or effects or you want to do like a picture in picture or stuff like that it makes a virtual camera device that you can then manipulate and it does things like it has a chroma key filter so you can do like a green screen but it's like really like the old school green screen before zoom apparently invented fucking magic or whatever they invented because it's really like you have to have it very evenly lit it's not great about edge detection all that stuff that zoom somehow makes just work um so i will say that the green screen in zoom is pretty amazing because it does it's it's basically flawless in terms of like how it looks like the edges are fine uh it looks great, all i but know you, is when dan was telling me more about this and i was like how much did it cost i threw out a number and he's like nope more but would not say what the actual <laughs> yeah. number was so i'm using my it virtual wasn't green cheap. screen right now with it a great background that i think works well it was uh, not so if you're cheap. on the zoom call which there's only two others of you it's me and dan it is <laughs> so it but, feels like you're right here dan oh wow oh now you are there I am there, and now I'm there and there. I don't. I it's it's quite large, and I don't have it set up over here. <laughs> it is enormous. It is <laughs> this big? <laughs> I oh want to report God. that um, a couple weeks ago on this show, Dan Morin um, offered the pick of the show Taskmaster on YouTube, and that was a great pick. Uh, my kids and I are thoroughly enjoying Taskmaster. We watch it all the time. That show is amazing. I try to limit myself to an episode a day, and I can't I could not get into it. I tried the first episode and wow. was not getting into it. Oh, so. Moles, you're wow. missing out. I don't know. You're missing out. Just to, wow. just to throw out a contrary opinion. Okay. That's basically this whole show is what we do here. <laughs> Wait, when we threw out the contrary opinion, does that mean we kick <laughs> Moltz off the show? Do we kick Moltz off yes. the show? Is that how this can works? You do when the, we throw can you out do our the contrary con- opinion music, please? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> budget cuts guys budget cuts <laughs> my uh my picks i mentioned homecoming earlier um i never heard i still it. watch that is it, is it good i actually really liked it it feels a whole lot like uh it's you know it's rami i don't know how you say no, his no. name as smell sam Esmail. sam Esmail. sam Esmail. right around right, rami right, right. Malik, sam is, yes mr nope. robot sam Esmail, but it feels a whole lot like mr robot in terms of like it's thing but it's it's fantastic it's well acted it's well written it's well paced uh i spent the first episode having no idea what the hell's going on and then after that i started to understand well that's what i and that's what i heard about it from somebody else was that it's um it's a weird setup right it's a it's supposed to be people who are coming to some recuperation center after army vets that's right army veterans yeah right um but it's it's really good so i like that one then it turns weird I watched uh, both seasons of Afterlife on Netflix. I know Ricky Gervais is a little bit polarizing, but I enjoyed that show. And it features several contestants from John Moltz's least favorite show, uh, (laughs) Taskmaster. Um, (laughs) Not my least favorite show. And uh, those will will be my picks this time. Those will be my picks. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. I just was watching something that I really liked, and I've totally... It's gone out of my head entirely as to what oh, it was and there, i heard a great episode of unprofessional uh or a week or so ago with a uh, weird Al Yankee. That i can't be bad. that show's not on the air anymore <laughs> just the one <laughs> just the huh. one unprofessional.com. i wish i had heard about that yeah well too late <laughs> you'll never hear it again <laughs> it's gone it's behind spotify's paywall <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Spotify, uh, you can take two digits off of what you, uh, whatever you paid Rogan, and we will take <laughs> They could be for... at the beginning or the end. We're fine either <laughs> yeah, way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, not the beginning. <laughs> no, zero, we would zero, still zero, probably zero, take zero, it. Zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're giving you all those zeros. Okay, that's fine. More zeros than a shutout ball game. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the, I, nobody's coming to knock him with a giant check to sponsor us, like uh, uh, John Oliver sponsoring the uh, Marble Runs. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm hoping that we get a celebrity sponsor in here. That's what I want. Mm. That's what I'm waiting for. Keep waiting. I. <laughs> it's been almost 300 episodes. How much longer do I have to wait? <laughs> Just a few more, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listeners, if you want to send us a a money, money, yeah, (laughs) or your picks, Uh, put a twenty dollar envelope in a twenty dollar envelope. Free copies of your picks. Put a twenty dollar (laughs) envelope in a twenty dollar envelope. That's the move. Yeah, starting to sound weird now.